Hey people, it's been, wow, since October. I'm here to tell my birth story because I thought, I know that people want to hear it and I would love to share mine to help other people out there that maybe have had something similar happen to have anyone feel like they're not alone would be great. And I just think it was an, it's an interesting story how it panned out. So, and this is the first time I'm bringing my husband on because he's much better, much better at recalling details and whatnot. And this whole birth process, well, the labor and whatnot was really kind of hazy at times. So, pop comes the husband. Yes. Look, I don't want to say your name. People know your name anyway. Don't say your name. It's fine. I don't want weirdos finding you because it's happened before. Hello, everybody. Hey. Well, I'm just going to launch into it. So, became pregnant March. Was it March? Yes. 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 Um, but we're going to whole story? Well, oh, I mean, sweet. not really, right. but um, I don't know. Part. So, I did the Women Picket DC thing, and there was a woman there that was a doula. And at the time, I was like, what in the world is a doula? So, I found out then and there, and this was when was Women when Picket DC? Two years ago? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Two years. 2020. Yeah. Was it really? No. I don't know. No way. So if you would have told me like three or four years ago that I would even think about doing an at-home birth, I'd be like, you're insane. Because I had the whole idea that that's just absurd. And I, in my head, was just, most people are very accustomed to hospital births. It's like the only thing I knew that to have a birth is just in a hospital. Um, so when I heard about a doula, I kind of discovered more about that. Not at the time, but when I got pregnant, I was like, Actually, before we even got pregnant, so we were planning on getting pregnant um, when we came to move to Texas. Um, read a lot of books. Uh, let's see. I wish I had them in front of me. Anna May's Guide to Childbirth. It's just like life-changing. It has all these women's birth stories of a natural birth. She has a, um, it's kind of like on the farm in Tennessee. Just this whole location where women give birth naturally. Birth, childbirth without fear. Dang, I wish I had this in front of me. Joseph mm. Dan Grant Dickley read something. <laughs> it's a man that wrote this book, but he his perspective and understanding of women is insane. And I just, it blows my mind how much he knows women. It's incredible. So, you know, obviously I've read all these things about childbirth and fear because most of us have fear about it because you see all these movies. Whenever you talk to any woman about their birth story, it's like, oh, let me tell you when she... Shaniqua, it was a horrible story. She almost died and the baby, you know, all you hear is horror stories. And honestly, Hollywood does a good job of freaking the F out of you, like scaring you about childbirth. Really, I think educating yourself and realizing that childbirth is one of the most natural things ever. Like God designed us women that way. Um, you know, women have been giving birth naturally for God knows how long. So you really have to educate yourself because it is scary if you go into it not learning anything. So I did some Googling. I know you'll talk at some point, I promise, when we get to the hospital thing. Question, yes. did you read any bad books? Things no. that you don't recommend or things that we see in the books. They're like, oh, please stay away I from really, that book. I, I should, I'm, I'm going to have to put the books in the comments or not the yeah. comments, but the uh, description box because there are, I really want you guys to know the books that I've read because they had a huge impact on me. No, I got a free one through my midwife. That was okay. There's a lot about breath work, which is fine. I, that was a book I read in like in the week before I went into labor. So it was just like, eh, why not? More information. Not that more information is always good. I just started Googling like Christian doulas. And I found this random website. I think like 
you know, there's like random websites that like aggregate information. I'm like, who starts these? Who even runs yeah. this? It's bizarre. It's like really basic. But it had all these Christian doulas and I contacted quite a few of them and a lot of them didn't respond. One was like an older lady. And she's like, oh, I'm not in the business anymore. Oh, I found uh, Sierra Morgan, total shout out, in the Austin, Texas area. Um, I forgot what I, I get so confused with the practices of the like midwife and doulas because it's always like natural birth beginnings and they're all like, th th those are the three words that like uh, natural birth places always use. So I can't remember, but look up Sierra Morgan. Uh, she's amazing. And her teammate, Samantha, I forgot her last name. She, you know, she's very professional, um, incredible. So a doula is someone who is like an emotional support person. You know, again, like as many books and movies I can watch and read about natural birth, it's still unbelievably beneficial to have someone there who's a professional with like just walking you through things because it can't still obviously be scary. Even though there are literal people out there, people, women, husbands and wives that give birth at home, like without any help, just themselves. Granted, most of the time they've done it with someone first, but anywho. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which uh, Sierra also runs a hypnobirthing class um, that is all about, how would you describe it? Mm, mindset. <laughs> yeah. I guess a whole mindset when approaching birth and also... It's a bit of educational class, but more so about practicing relaxation techniques. I actually thought it was for the day of. And then mm -hmm. just they cover like preparation, like things to have beforehand, things little packs, things to prepare for the day of. But I, I think it was amazing how much information they covered just about childbirth that, you know, most husbands have no clue because they're not a woman, obviously, and men can't get birth. Um, so I think it was really beneficial for a husband to be there during these classes. I'm like, if you're having issues with your husband and he's like, I don't want to, Oh, well, what do I need to listen to that? I'm like, make him do it because I think he'll wind up liking it and learning something and being, you know, more educated and not as also in fear. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was great. And also it sounds like it's hypnosis cause it's like hypnobirthing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, I mean, if you look up what hypnosis actually is, I think it is putting your mind in a, a certain place. So it, I mean, it's not like you're getting sleepy. No, it wasn't like that. that I thought that too, but yeah, it was it's different. It's more like uh, practicing relaxation techniques and listening to things like audio or music that is relaxing yeah. so that when you have waves that are coming on. What are waves? Contractions, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, listening to those things to put you in a hypno hypnotic-like state. So yeah. you're you're not so much focused on discomfort. Yeah. But, and then the other thing about the class is it tries to refrain things from, or change the terms instead mm -hmm. of saying pain, saying discomfort, and yeah. saying, saying contractions, saying waves, so that it doesn't add anxiety or fear to the yeah. woman as it's coming yeah. up, yeah. As, as you're preparing yourself. Yeah. So it's the term hypnobirthing, I guess, is, because it's patented or something, or there's like something yeah, about you, it. That's if why you they're... hire someone that is a hypnobirth specialist, make sure I'd say that they're certified and it's the Marie Mongan mm -hmm. method, because that's the woman that founded hypnobirthing. And, um, you know, I mean, there's other people that claim they teach hypnobirthing, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think it's misleading because I downloaded a Christian hypnobirthing audio app and I don't think she's certified because she's doing her own mm -hmm. It's not bad. Like she, her, so the hypnobirthing um, 
Yeah, that the information that she gave us, like audio tracks, are like affirmations, like positive phrases, like "This is natural. My body's doing what it's supposed to do." I wish I had them in my yeah. head what they were because they were really good. Um, uh, I'm visualizing the birth canal of fleshy pink. It, some of it sounds weird. I'm making it sound more weird than it is. Um, that I think that helps out immensely. Uh, yeah. and uh, the Christian one has like Bible verses, which I think is amazing. It's like we had so much prep ready for the laboring at home, which I did do, but then I'm like, totally jumping ahead here. Yes. <laughs> the laboring was so intense. I didn't implement any of it. Uh, so anyway, let me, let me rewind though. Well, let's take a step back. Yeah. Uh, the course was actually a requirement as part of hiring Sierra and Samantha. So. Yeah. Which kind of could be seen as like scammy, like, oh, you want to spend more money. But at the same time, I think she knows what she's, I know she knows what she's doing. And yeah. I think it, you guys get on the same page when you do take her class. So yeah. I think it's entirely worth it. It makes her job easier. The totally. Days leading up to it and the day of when the waves start happening, like, and she shows up, it's it saves so much time for her and she doesn't have to explain to you, yeah. okay, now put your mind into this You're stage, like a, yeah. now listen to this music. Yeah, because you might be you, like, you what know? is this lady talking about? I'm, I, I'm scared. What? Yeah. Or just Yeah, I, th I think not it's, knowing. It's, it's useful for her to make it as a requirement because you take yeah. the, it's an online class. There's like six courses, I think, over the period of six weeks and you take it with other people online um, with her. Describes a lot of things. You mean online as in like a Zoom class? Was it Zoom? Yeah. I can't remember what I know. I because we did so much. I think it was Zoom. <clears throat> um, but it saves her time, saves Samantha time in case either Sierra or Samantha show up. Um, they'll be able to tell you with one word what to do, and then you just do it. And then if they're trying to do some sort of sideline release or if they're doing some sort of poses, then you kind of know what they're trying to Even do. Even when you're out of it. Doing it. And especially... <laughs> They just want to make sure that in the moment you're focusing on the baby and the delivery of the baby. Yeah. Um, so anywho, let's move on because there's so much crap yes. talking about. Not All crap, right. So stuff. Which, where do you want to? Um, so prep was good. I think prep was good. So she also has like, you know, uh, placenta encapsulation where afterwards uh, she gets a placenta and turns it into little capsules that I take that uh, has incredible health benefits. Um, which I'm sure people that have, have no idea about it are like, ew, what the F? That's just, I'm like, dude, you have no, just look it up. I promise you it's really beneficial. Um, and also she can make tinctures. And I was like, yes, to all of it. This is my first birth. I want to go all out. I never spend money on myself. Do it. Yes. Um, and then there's an optional that they'll come for an extra session afterwards, which thank God I chose that um, because that was so beneficial when Samantha came. I really needed it. Um, so I also got connected to a, I have a friend, shout out, best friend, Ashley and uh, Georgia, who I learned about the whole pregnancy resource center for her. Um, and I was like, oh, I just looked it up. So uh, Agape PRC Pregnancy Resource Center is in Round Rock, Texas, but they have a mobile unit that you can go get tested with to find out if you're pregnant or not. They do an ultrasound. Uh, they can pray with you, give you all these resources, free uh, baby blanket, little like Bible book or something like baby's first Bible or something. Um, they're really mm -hmm. professional. It was like an, an amazing RV, like a total medicalized, clean uh, RV that is mobile and, you know, nearby. Went and I went late though. So I, they couldn't do the ultrasound because it was too late or something. 
Um, and they also find out, because this is like for low income people as well. I mean, it, they're not discriminate. Like Agape is like anybody can go. Like if I don't have to be a certain income level to get their benefits. Honestly, I feel like with one income in America nowadays, I don't, because I started to feel bad. I'm like, am I taking benefits from people that really need it? I'm like, no, like we are under one income here, even in, even though it's cheaper here than California, but um, they were so freaking nice. Um, confirmed that I was pregnant, obviously. They also asked like domestic violence issues, like abuse, like, you know, is it, I forgot how they phrase them, but they don't ask like, is anyone hit, beating you up at home? It's more like, I'm not sure how to describe it, but I was like, no, you know, I noted all that. So um, I already knew I was pregnant, by the way. I think you have to go get checked through the RV first to get the benefits like in their store. So Agape uh, has a little like mommy store. I don't know. They don't really have a name for it, but I think most resource centers have like a clothing uh, formula, diapers, like everything baby related that you can spend mommy bucks at. So Agape has this thing called Bright Course that you watch uh, educational videos on their website um, that they send you links of like, here's these subject matters. You click into them. And you watch a video, you answer questions about them. Um, and the person at Agape calls you after you've done like three or five of them, goes over the questions, tell you which one you got wrong. Not and not like, you, oh, you messed up. You get a demerit, fail. They, they're not, they just let you know what was the correct answer. <clears throat> They'll pray with you if you want to be prayed over, which you can obviously decline if you're uncomfortable with that. But I'm always like, yes. Um, uh, they, are, they are a Christian group, but they don't, force it at all. Like only if you're open to it, it's not like pushed down you even remotely. I don't think it's obvious at all that they're like, it's just not, it's not, it's not abrasive. Like, yeah. like some of the Yelp reviews are like, this place is terrible. Go to Planned Parenthood instead. I'm like, okay, like these are two polar yeah. opposite. Yeah. Planned Parenthood determinates kills babies. Yeah. Like, is this what I just said on YouTube? I don't even know anymore. Uh, <laughs> they, it's fine because my strikes get removed and then it like refreshes. So I think I'm on zero. They now. escort babies into another world, <laughs> a world of tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I mean, that's what? That's sad. I'm, I'm moving so fast that I'm picking up on the words that you said instead of what I want to say. Anyway, um, so yeah, the mommy bucks thing is awesome because when you're, I mean, I, you know, I don't have a nine to five job. I'm at home and I'm, I had all the time to do that. So I rack up the mommy bucks, get like clothing and stuff there. Anyway, um, so yeah, the whole pregnancy was fine. I, you know, oh, how I found the midwife. Yeah. I also true. wanted to find a Christian midwife and I did. Sandra Stein, all there. She has like two yeah. last names. She's also in Round Rock. She's awesome. She's been in this business for years. Like, Why did you need a midwife and a doula? Sure well, the midwife is like the doctor lady who yeah. knows, you know, doctor stuff. Um, because I wanted the emotional support, like 100%, because... From the doula. Yeah, doula. Okay. And the midwife, midwife is was, like the doctor. Oh, yeah, That's essentially necessary. like your medical. I don't even know if doulas would come without a midwife. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it's it's a good the question doula. For Sierra. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Sandra's awesome. You know, I saw her once a month until like the end. You see her more frequently. It gets closer yeah. to the date. Um, let's see. Yeah, there was no issues with uh, any of the pregnancy. I, I started doing a water. A fitness class at the local YMCA with like literally grandmas, like old ladies. Um, for fitness. Yeah, because yeah. I was so paranoid. Like, I know I have a friend that did like cycling on the road up until like 
eight months until she stopped because she was going to hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. I was all paranoid about like miscarriage. I know miscarriage happens or can happen is much more likely with the first couple of months or something. And after that, I think you're kind of in the clear, I, think, I believe. But I was still so like, oh my God, first baby, I'm I'm older. I don't, I don't want anything to happen. So I'm like, I'm not going to do any vigorous workouts even remotely. Um, so I'm like, let's just do grandma stuff. So that was interesting and why, fun. Why don't we go with the delivery center? Why do we go with it? Why didn't we? Oh, remember so that? originally before I found Sam, no, I, I did some research and found yeah. a couple of midwives and the Austin area. It's called like ABC, Birthing Austin Center. Birthing Center, yeah. which is like really well known. And if, if you want to do a birthing center, I think most people pick that one, even though there's one in Georgetown that looks amazing. And I'm highly considering that one. Maybe, oh, maybe not. Nice. Yeah. We I'm found like, it much later. Nice. Yeah, we found it like. I was like, wow, it's also year. further away. But um, so we got a tour of the Austin Birthing Center. Um, you know, on paper, it looks nice, like very professional. They obviously know what they're doing. But the second half was like very focused on money, um, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but it also kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like um, everyone had to wear masks, whereas Sandra doesn't care about masks. In Texas, like it's not when you go to a hospital or something, sure. Or the ultrasound, sure, which is also freaking annoying because Ashley went to her ultrasound. They didn't make her. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So much. Stuff. I forgot about all this stuff, man. Um, you know, the lady was just talking about the lady that was talking about the uh, birthing center, the tour. She was like, don't tell anyone, but I'm go about to leave this place like in a month. And I was like, what? Like in a way that's like, I'm out of here. I'm like, that's not that's kind of a red flag. Like, why is this lady? leaving um and she for her background was she did the natural birthing thing at home not in the um, a birthing center so she went from like you know extra country at home birthing to a more i would say more Formal. hospitalized like yeah. the birthing center has much more hospital tactics and i don't even know what they have some certifications from the state and federal yep. certifications they need to uphold and because of that there's a lot of things and procedures that they are required to do and a lot of them that they're not allowed to do so some things that would be easing stress on the baby or easing stress on the mother they can't do mm. like spinning the baby i think they're like they they don't do spinning oh, really? the baby they have to remember that. you have to go to the what is hospital. spinning the baby so in case it's rotated in oh towards or away oh, from your spine what are those things called yeah yeah if they're if they're not on the prime position yeah and they would like breach yeah breach um they are not allowed to do the spinning or rotating of the yeah. baby whereas my midwife well here's the thing so i didn't even get to that so right. halfway through seeing sandra there's this other lady well it was confusing uh because we would go and like oh it's not sandra it's a lady called yolandi um and i realized that she's like she was brought on board for like temporarily as another midwife because sandra was needing extra help um, and then it got to a point where Yolandi was like, I'm going to be the one that is at your birth. And I was like, cool. Actually, I preferred her. Yolandi's younger. Um, I thought she was cooler looking. <laughs> Sandra's much older. I hate to say it, but pretty overweight. I mean, not that that matters, but I'm like, shouldn't someone be fit if you're, I mean, I don't know how that matters really. It's just, yeah. unfortunately yeah. I judge people by their appearance then. And I, I really mm -hmm. shouldn't have. Oh, also she said, she got, Sandra got snappy about my doula filling out some paperwork and I, I i know it's possible where a midwife and a doula cannot get along and to have that kind of stress when you're giving birth is like hell to the no mm. so in my mind i was like uh oh she's already getting snappy about um samantha 
I want to switch over to, to Sierra, which was dumb because it was just, I was misinterpreting it, honestly, I think. Sandra's great. I literally have nothing bad to say about her, even though that thing happened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I just. Yeah, Sandra was nice. Yeah. Was really nice. Yep. Um, totally regret. Well, I don't live with regrets, but I wish I would have gone with Sandra. I'm a moron because like I, the reason why I chose Sandra is because she's a Christian and Yolandi's not a Christian. So I'm like, why did you even do that, Lindsay? What's, what the F? What's wrong with you? You literally went against what you literally were looking for. But again, like I'm like, well, anybody can fill this position. I, I don't have to dis- not discriminate, but like, I mean, it was my preference, but I'm like, I like Yolandi. I, I think she's just as professional. Um, I didn't wind up like preferring her as much though, because she was like mentally, I'm not well, sure how to explain it. We can get to that. As yeah. Well. Um, so in short, ABC was not a good fit for oh. us. <laughs> I forgot to finish that. <laughs> So the birthing center, not only make you wear masks, okay, they make you wear masks. The lady was like, I'm effing out of here. She didn't say it like that, but it was definitely like, I'm out of here. Um, and I talked to Sierra about that. She's like, oh my God, I've heard them say that. Someone yeah. else said that. Somebody else mentioned that. Um, it could have been me. She just forgot. But anyway, um, there was like massive ants in the lobby. And I mean, frigging and massive. Like, you know, first impressions make a huge, have a huge impact on you. And it just, you know, I, I'm soaking up all the things while I'm there. And I'm like, all over the ceiling, like behind me. I thought there were beetles. There they were the were size so of big. beetles. There were so massive ants. I was like, how do you get ants in... Oh, hello. It's fine. It how do you get ants in your lobby that are that size? Like, you, you have a food source. You have an ant's nest somewhere. Like, it's how a delivery it? place. It, I don't want my baby right? to be covered in ants. <laughs> this is how we get ants. <laughs> <laughs> you deliver a baby, and I was like, where'd the baby Placenta. go? And it's being carried away by some good group of ants. I'm like... Do not want. <laughs> I'm sleepy as it is and trying to no, track my baby with an answer. Yeah, great. And then the icing on the cake that really, you know, afterwards I kind of digested it. Well, at the time I'm like, I'm so tired of like, I'm in that uh, whatever trimester and I was tired. I'm like uh, mentally, yeah, exhausted. I'm like, let's just go with this, whatever. I found something that's crunchy and more of what I wanted. Um, but then I'm like, do you guys have a recommendation for a doula? Because I didn't have one at the time at the front desk. They gave me a piece of paper with all these doulas on it. And like 90% of them had like pronouns and she heard and they just demonic. And I was like, ugh. like I literally mm-hmm. didn't pick a single one off that. It was just a whole combination of things where I'm like, didn't feel good about it. And I even, they charge you $20 to run your credit card to make just sure. Just to was say it- hello. <laughs> Twenty dollars to, to say hello to them and to have a tour. It wasn't even a tour. No, you don't. Pay, it's not. You're not paying for the tour. You're. They're like. You have to. They make you scan your credit card and they charge twenty dollars to make sure it like goes through. I guess they have issues with people like not having money. I don't know. So we, I spent twenty bucks yes. for no reason. Yeah, exactly. So my friend Ashley was like, "Dude, you need to be really sure about what you pick. Like, you can't mm-hmm. have any. Um, oh, I don't know about this because it will come up during labor. Like, guarantee." Yeah. If you're not sure now, you'll be sure later, yeah. and it will bite you. And that's that's what it caused us to start looking for doula. Yeah, baby's crying. Does it need boob mm. bottle? Yeah. This is how we get ants. It does? I'm trying to plug a mic on and it doesn't do anything. Okay, anyway, where were we? Resuming. Okay. okay. Uh, we were talking about so 
ABC was a bad fit. And that's when we started looking for Sandra or I had already found her, but I was like, all right, let's go with her. And I did, you know, I felt very prepared mentally. I read all these books, took these classes. Um, you know, a lot of the agape classes or, you know, the bright course classes were really great because I didn't know anything about childbirth. Like I never really babysat kids growing up, was never comfortable even holding a baby. Uh, at all ever i'm like oh what is this what um even though i have plenty of nieces and nephews it was just not a natural thing that came to me but once i got pregnant it definitely you know the maternity or the maternal instinct thing is in full force and getting more comfortable with it so i felt prepared um there were no issues medically every checkup was everything normal yep like, nothing abnormal heart rate was normal your we heart did rate all the normal. tests um i guess people think that midwives don't aren't very medical. I'm like, no, they, you know, they bring everything to a labor that they would almost not everything, but a lot of stuff they would have at like a hospital anyway. Like yeah. if I were to tear down there, they would, uh, you know, sew me up. Um, you know, they have, I think they, they also have Pitocin, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. They have other ways of inducing labor without. I don't think they the get Pitocin, Pitocin was for that though. I think it was for something else like stop okay. hemorrhaging or something. Yeah. That was for later. Anywho, so, you know, what is it? How many weeks is it again? I can never remember, like, how many weeks when you're supposed to get Well, birth. the due date was 40. December 8th. Yeah, yeah. Sem December 8th. And then uh, we it came and gone, and we went, like, another... Two weeks? Two weeks, I, I was think. two point... 42 and something three. Something days 42 over. Three, I think. Yeah. That's where you were. Um, and we were supposed to get some Italian... Or the, uh, oh, the uh, <laughs> eggplant parmesan. So, apparently, if you have eggplant parmesan... It can help or literally induce labor. Apparently, yeah. Um, and there's a restaurant in Georgia that used to, you know, promise and guarantee that if if you eat our eggplant parmesan, you would definitely go into labor. And if mm. you don't, you'll get your money back and you can try it again or something. But they apparently closed down. Maggiano, yeah. no, Scalini's Maggiano. I can't remember which one it was. You have to look it up, Google it. Um, so we got it, uh, eggplant parmesan at a local Italian place and other Italian food. Well, wait, we got, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So let's see. I didn't have any Braxton Hicks or anything, which is like practice contractions or waves that happen usually like a week before. Mm. Or, I'm going to even say it's like a month before. It's just different. Every woman's uh, pregnancy and labor birth story is so unbelievably different. It's insane how different they all are. Um, so, you know, it's getting to a point where it's my midwife, Yolandi, was her experience, women that go over a certain date I forgot what she said. Wind up having, oh, where the, I think I'm saying this right. The top of the baby's head calcifies or something or starts to harden. And mm -hmm. it's harder for it to go through the birth canal at a like certain shape. date. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some lady that went like a little bit, a couple of days past my due date, or I mean, sorry, the, the time, you know, two weeks and a couple of days, like for, she, this lady that she experienced was two weeks and like maybe five days. I don't know. Where the, she kept trying, you know, the baby would go down the birth canal and I forgot what happened. Either it was so, I don't think it was painful. Something happened where it just would not progress any further. And Yolanda kept having to push the baby back up there. Maybe it was heart rate or something. Hmm. So they had, she had to get a cesarean, I believe, because of the calcification. If, I think I'm saying oh. that correctly. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was approaching that kind of date where that, in her experience, is not great. So, she came over and did a membrane sweep on the Friday, 
which is intimidating because one of my small group ladies was like, oh my gosh, I had a membrane sweep. It freaking hurts. So I'm like, great, going into that, being like, this is going to hurt. Um, you know, mentally being like, all right, like they friggin' shoved their hand up you far to the point where she can touch the baby's head and basically, can you sweep with, like, I guess I can do it. sweep with their hand to release the placenta from the wall, something? It's pretty far, so you haven't really touched the placenta. I thought it was just no, like a little membrane. The something. Like releasing it. You gotta look it up. Like, literally Google wow. membrane sweep. I would, like, write down the timestamps yeah. so I can put that image up. I'll have a notepad or pen in front of me, whatever. I hate being like, look it up, because no one's going to look it up. Um, it's really painful, I'd say. I don't like, of course, using that word, but it's maybe not painful is the word. It's just feeling something up there is like freaky. Knowing you're, someone's that close to your unborn baby is also freaky. Saying hello for the first time. Yeah. And she got to, she's like, I got to touch it for you. I'm like, sure, baby. Um, it's, I, it didn't bother me at all. Um, it just, it, I guess, obviously, it feels invasive, even though I, I agreed to it. Um, she also came over and was like, kind of hurried and like wanted to get out of there or something, mm. which doesn't make me feel great. Um, not the end of the world, but uh, I don't mind it being hurried because I'm like, yeah, let's get it over with. But, uh, you know, she went up there and I'm like, she's obviously like, if it feels, if you can't handle, she's not how she worded it. If it's bad or whatever the word she used, uh, just, you know, tell me to stop. It's totally fine. And so it got to a point where I'm like, dude, let off like. Too much. It's intense, man. It is like a lot of pressure and just it feels weird because I've never felt pain in that area. So it's just bizarre. It's the same thing with when they drained my ear, like mm -hmm. sticking things where you've never things just don't go unless it's a baby. Oh, OK, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, baby's down here. Uh, so she didn't quite get enough of the sweep. And she was like, I can go back in as you know. You're going to have to like deal with the feelings because childbirth is going to be a lot of feelings like this, if mm. not more. I was like, that's a good point. You know, we just took a breather. She was very nice about all this. Nothing was forced even remotely. Um, you know, she, she pulled, she basically pulls her hand out and has some like, I don't know. It's, it's not like liquidy blood. It's like gelatinous kind of like discharge. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's like red, so I'm not sure how to explain it. It's on her glove, which is good because that's what she's, I guess, sweeping. Yeah. So she went in again, and it's still painful. But she's like, I can be really quick, and she was quick, and she was like, that was really good. I got more that time. So I'm like, whew, that is freaky, and like it got really hot because I just get like nervous, and it's it's bro, it's maybe I'm a wuss, I don't know. It's not horrible, but again, it's just like good god, man. Anyway. So I was glad it was over. Uh, so I thought for sure I would go into labor that night because I know membrane sweeps really jump starts things, but not always. So that night, um, I think I started feeling some waves. Or actually, that whole week prior, I started having like pressure in my butt, like my butthole, like where I'm like, I gotta go poop, but I don't have to go poop. So I get on the toilet and nothing comes out, and I'd be walking, and it just feels like heavy down there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, something's going on down there. Mm. Um, Kept being like, oh, tonight's night. Nope. Uh, so that night it didn't happen. Turn the face. Um, the next day, I think around like, um, my God, I can't honestly remember when it started. It was like earlier in the day, though. Started Six? feeling. No, I thought it was even earlier. Early in that. Remember we were watching Love Actually? 
Love Actually knows before that, though. So before like a late in bed? I had, I had to go uh, to pick up dinner at the Italian place. I, I know. You know what? Oh, my God. Where's my notebook? It's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Can you go get it? Because I wrote notes down. I think it'd be really nice to hear. Yeah. Let me go. Okay. So I wrote down my symptoms because I'm like, I got time. Like, I, maybe I'd like to look back on this. And here we are. So December 8th, uh, I wrote down dull <laughs> anus pressure, needing to poo. December 9th. I remember those. Low, dull Hi. lower feeling. Hi. I was like, I remember those pressures. Uh, under the bump caused by red raspberry tea question marks. I know that red raspberry tea can give you contractions or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it red raspberry tea. I definitely recommend it. There's all sorts of uh, holistic homeopathic stuff that you can do to help out your labor, like eating six dates a day at 34 weeks on. Mm. It helps like strengthen your uterus. Um, fascinating stuff. Literally, it's been proven to. Uh, December 10th, needing to poo. Dull lower abdomen feeling, almost like period dullness. Happened ru- after red raspberry tea. Easier to breathe when laying to sleep. Oh, right. Because the baby sits at a certain level in your you know belly area. And it's at some point, it started putting like crazy. I'm not sure how to explain it. Like, I feel like all my insides are being pushed up through my throat. And it's really weird to breathe. And yeah, it's just it's hard to breathe for you. It feels so awkward. Um, and I know that when the baby starts dropping or lowering it, it gets easier to breathe and i was like oh I'm, it's happening i can get i can actually breathe better at night um so december 11th nausea picked up comes and goes through the day sudden urge to poo but not a lot comes out quick sharp quick pain and lower belly it's so funny because i don't remember any of this i mean i do but some of it i'm like i don't remember that that's why i'm glad i wrote it down december 12th dull lower abdomen pain uh, needing to poo. This is like a daily occurrence, obviously. Nausea from that question mark. Evening butt waves. It's the only way to describe it. And a lot of women talk about butt waves. Um, yeah, where I'm walking and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, like what? Like your muscles are moving or like contracting or? It just feels like heavy down there. Oh, so like sudden heaviness? Yeah. So maybe the baby's trying to remember there? it. Yeah. Huh. Intense feeling to go poo. This is like, obviously. This but is I, a week out, by the way. Yeah, December 12th. Diarrhea, but nothing came out. It feels like diarrhea. Like, if you know that feeling you have when, like, in your lower area where you feel like you have diarrhea and you let it out and, like, oh, which is really gross, but this is, you know, um, had that feeling, but no diarrhea. Because I know that you can have diarrhea, like, kind of right before you give going to labor because your body's clearing out and getting ready. Hmm. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, Short, dull backache came and went as I was making cookies. 10:30 p.m. I just try to keep myself distracted, obviously, because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to freak out. December 13th, dull pressure on lower area, nausea slightly. I was like, that's great. What the heck? Yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't know you were having that many different like side effects. Uh-huh. Yeah. December 14th, <laughs> midwife appointment. Yeah. Okay. She said it was 70. I was 70 percent effaced with no dilation. Effacement is when. Oh lord. You describe it what i can't remember what i'm like how do you describe it like lowering lowering without the dilation so yeah it just lowers it's past like, like some part of your yeah something near the dial dilation it like opens with it this is the worst description anyway uh she attempted the membrane sweep no success because not dilated oh right that was okay yeah, that was our appointment oh and... right that was i forgot about that she attempted the membrane sweep 
maybe a couple of days before at the uh, birthing center, and yeah. it, it didn't work because it wasn't dilated enough. Um, yeah. You know, there was like her, her it's, it was freaky because she pulled her hand out and her glove was like red. And I'm like, <gasps> but that's normal. Mm. Um, after that, Pat had slight blood on it after appointment, eight out of eight ultrasound. Good. We got an ultrasound just to make sure the baby's okay in there because it was past, the, you know, quote due date, which due dates are always estimates. It does yeah. not mean that's when the baby's going to come even, you know, slightly. Like, I don't know the percentage of, uh, women's due dates when the baby actually arrives that day. I don't think it's that, it's not that common at all. So don't, you, as, as much as mine, my story wound up being not ideal. I don't think you should freak out if it goes past it. Um, well, percentage of women who are induced on their due date is 100% delivery. <laughs> you, a lot of women get induced that. like in the hospital, like 37 and 36 weeks, oh. which is bizarre. I'm like, let your baby go to the natural course. I think it's really lame when, women are like i'm impatient let's get this over with let's just start it i'm like what the hell you're literally cheating like the natural process like i don't know i don't think there's an excuse for it personally which it could be the doctor being like yo let's get this going like i got a i got a golf tournament this day like we're just uh... i know some hospitals are good like the one i wound up going to sadly spoiler um but some a lot actually i'm not sure the amount i can't confirm but I know they exist where they're like, oh, you need a cesarean because blah, 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 like total BSing you. You random baby hand. <laughs> yeah. You want a bottle or something? I don't know. Um, I don't look distracted. <laughs> December 15th, 124 p.m. cramps, needing to go poo, pumped at 9.30 p.m. Oh, so you can stimulate, you can get you can, what is it, start the contraction labor process by using a breast pump, which is fascinating to me. So I started pumping at 9.30 p.m. Uh, oh, and you can get, well, yeah, you can get uh, like period cramps uh, while pumping. So she was like, don't be surprised. And I definitely did. I got intense, intense period like cramps um, near lower belly during it. Uh, December 16th, I was one centimeter dilated. Yolanda did a membrane sweep. That's the one I brought up earlier. Where I was like, that's intense. I mean, the first one was intense, but the next one she did was, I was like, oh, I think more intense. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hold them? Yeah. I can hold them. Or take the. Okay. We definitely have to edit this out. He's not going to be on here. Yeah. Good Lord. I was like dying of thirst. This is going swimmingly. I knew it was going to be like this. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So there's going to be a lot of edits in this because obviously I have a, a baby. <laughs> I am so professional. And blur. Why is it blurring us? I, I don't know. Whenever I move. Hard for the camera to focus. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> He's like, I remember this. <laughs> Welcome to the show, y'all. It's a family circus. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. Okay. Um, uh, pump for two hours. Okay, yeah, Yolandi was like, if you start getting crampy when you're using the breast pump, keep going. She said, go. Mm -hmm. So I went for two hours. Got a little crampy from 3 to 5 p.m. 
December 17th, so this is the day before it all went down. Mm -hmm. uh, cramps throughout the night, every three hours. Short, last, oh, lost the mucus plug. Wait, this is the night before, the morning of. So this is when labor started. They made notes the morning of? This isn't morning. This will, uh, no. this is the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I went to labor on the 17th, technically. Uh, night, yeah. Yeah, so this is when I started going labor. I actually took notes. Cramps through the night. Or maybe that's the night before. Hold on, wait. Whatever. Every three hours, short, because uh, there's an app you can download to time the waves. Slept until nine, ate breakfast, slept until noon, pancakes and two eggs, went on walk for 30 minutes. Oh, shit, I said your name. Rested and felt waves come closer together and stronger, and that's where it left off on the 17th. <laughs> Notes and there. So it is the last time I uh, slept until noon, so yeah, I think it was afternoon. We started watching Love, actually. Was that the 17th or the that night? I think it was that night. Yeah, it was. We were watching Love, actually, that night because, well, not because. I remember that because I um, there's a thing called a TENS unit that it's like a, these little pads that they um, he put on my back. At a certain, weren't it like this? Or is that the CPR the, thing? Top and bottom. So, top yeah. between the shoulder blades mm -hmm. and one that goes to almost to like your, your butt, butt crack, butt right above your butt crack. Yeah. So, it's like a electric pulsating thing that's supposed to kind of help combat your contractions. I'm going to use the word contractions because I don't know if people remember the waves or contractions. Mm -hmm. And it really did help my early contractions where I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like, um, this is, you know, I'm going to be able to do this with the breeze. Like, not bad. You just, whenever you get a wave, um, you crank up the, or you press, it's just whatever. It's, it's, it's like weird. a boost button or something. Yeah. yeah. This is something that my doula lent out to us. Um, and yeah, you just, I was wearing that and watch, watching the movie and pressing that as it, they came. Um, I was like, all right, I'm able to do this. Basically, we went to uh, Hawaii years ago and I had a horrific uh, menstrual cramps. It was probably a cyst something that happened um, on the flight there. It was awful. And it came in waves. And I was like, I'm curious if childbirth, I'm curious if childbirth is as bad as that was. It was worse. It was that bad. So, so the when I was using it, it's called a TENS unit. When, during the movie, uh, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like the uh, airplane. So well, I'll be good. I knew it was going to pick up from there, but I didn't know it was going to pick up like how it did. Um, so it started picking up. And I think we finished the movie. We tried. I tried to do dinner and I was not that hungry at all. Even though we were, I was, I could tell, I feel like there were so many false starts that I thought it was happening that I, at that time, I still didn't know it was actually happening. Like I'm in, going into labor. Um, because you feel these new sensations for like a week. And I'm like, is this, I don't know. I'm overreacting. I don't know. I'm just going with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, we finished the movie, tried to do dinner. Um, I think it got to a point where I was like, this is getting really intense. The TENS unit, I'm not even feeling anymore. Uh, so we took that off and called my midwife. And she was like, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going into labor. Can you come over? She was like, well, let's do a test where we have a conversation. If you're able to carry a conversation with me, it's not that intense that I, I don't need to come over just yet. And I, I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Like yeah. I wanted to yeah. do yeah. as much laboring at home as I could. Cause I know that labor can go on for like two days. I didn't want to, I know that I'm paying for these services of the, the midwife and the doula, but at the same time, I don't want them to be drained and not be able to do their job. So I went, I was like, let's just, let me do as much as I can at home. There's nothing wrong with that. Plus mm -hmm. I learned to feel empowered and um, experience it. So um, 
Yeah, it was, it, I was, of course, on the phone with her. I was able to carry on the conversation. But as soon as I got off the phone with her, like, I could not carry a conversation on with you or anything. So I think I called her again. Or no, same phone call. She was like, get in the tub. Um, because it can apparently, like, ease your waves to where you can get some more sleep. Because it was getting late at night, I believe. And she wanted us to be able to sleep some more. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, it was like 11, 10, 10, 10, 11 p.m. Yeah. And I think in her experience, most women give birth at like, and, like three or four. Yeah. So she was like trying. This sounds bad. Not that she's trying to stop the labor from happening. It is a known thing that you can get in the bathtub and like ease or slow down the contractions, which to me was weird because I was like, why am I trying to slow it down? Why are we not doing this? She wanted to make sure that you are rested. Yeah. If, if you're going to be really in labor be for rested. a day or two, that you can, if you can, to calm down the waves, yeah. contractions, and get yourself in the rested state so you can have at least, I don't know, three, four hours of sleep before things yeah, pick anything, up again. really, 100%. She wanted to make sure that we can The whole party, that. Yeah. us and them. Yeah. So... You know, I was like, man, I just got off the phone with her. And now I'm really feeling it. I got in the bathtub, didn't help. And I'm like, all this stuff that I've learned up until that point is like, you sit with the contraction and you become like one with it where um, you don't fight it. You just like, let it go. You yeah. ease in with it. And I'm like, I knew everything, what to do. I was taking this extremely seriously. I'm like, I feel like I'm a fuck up my entire life. Never accomplish anything. I feel like I can do this. I'm going to be honest here. Um, so that was like really intense in the bathtub. It wasn't really working per se. Called the doula. She came over, um, and I got out of the bathtub and it was just getting, it was getting intense. So we, I labored like on the couch with her and there's this technique that you can do where she presses my hips in a certain way from behind that I'm like, I'm like on my knees on the couch and then my hands are on like the couch arm. Mm. I bent over and she presses and it really works when I'm having a contraction. It takes like so much of the aching, awkward pain off of your hips and lower back area. She presses it. And I know that he was going to take over at some point and do it because it's, he's got more um, strength, obviously. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do in the whole process when you're doing it at home to ease a lot of the, the P word pain. I'm going to use that word. I mean, I'm not supposed to kind of, but. So I was, I guess we wanted to, I want to change a pace and we went to the bed to like use the birth ball. Cause I know you can lean on the birth ball and to kind of do the same thing there. And we were doing that, but I was like sliding off the birth ball. Cause I don't think we inflated it enough. I don't know what the deal was. It just, it wasn't you. working for me. I was like, let's cut now. So I'm like, all I want to do is like lay down thinking that make it easier, but it doesn't really. So when we were waiting for your midwife. Yeah. Over. So we were, we were on the couch. We yeah. called Yolandi again. Cause like, it picked up quickly after we had that phone call with her of having that conversation. And um, I feel like Yolani didn't believe nothing. Not, well, basically my doula had to like advocate for me and tell Yolani like, yo, get over here. Like that. She's, this is progressing fast. She didn't say it like that. She basically was like, can you come over and just check? I think it, Lindsay would like to have that sound of mind, peace of mind that like, Everything's Here's going well. everything's going fine, or you know, and if it's yeah. if she's not in, uh, into serious labor right now, then you can leave or whatever, and it's it's fine. She just can you please come over? So Yolani was like, okay. I think it kind of sucks that I felt like someone else had to convince her to come over. That was not fun to experience, but at That's, the same yeah. at the same time, I'm not really worried about that at That's the why time. You have the doula, yes. Yeah. While you're focusing on yes. also, waves, the doula can actually think for you. 
I think it's one of the another one of the biggest benefits of hiring a doula is that they can advocate for you, especially because doulas are allowed in the hospital, which is crucial when hospital staff is trying to push BS on you and you're out of it and mm-hmm. you're drugged up and you're like, sure, whatever. The doula knows prior like what you guys agree. Doulas come over to my home and we have this long discussion about what my preferences are. They have it all written down. They know I want this to go down so they can be like, no. Sierra is so professional and like very factual, like not stern, but just like, I don't know. So I think it's really important if you don't need emotional support, like hire a doula, just do it, dude. Um, Because they'll totally advocate for you and speak for you on your behalf, uh, especially when you're out of it. Even if you're not out of it, they still have so much more knowledge and know how hospitals go or, um, like not even necessarily hospitals. They just they just know what they're doing, and it's so benef- so 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 beneficial because you never do- if it's your first birth, you have no idea, like the amount of stuff that hospitals can push on you, and you don't even you're not even aware that could happen. I don't know. Anyway, uh, are to- so we were waiting for the midwife to come over, and you were doing your uh, ball. Oh yeah. And at so the same time, I think uh, Sierra mentioned that i should like try and set up the hmm. um oh no she at first she said that like i need some rest so like she told me like oh, really? go to bed That's so funny. I remember that. go to bed because this may be a long lot night we may not have any delivery tonight so she ordered me to like get in bed so i, I went i, I tried to go that. to bed right next to you really yeah oh, my God, I didn't even know that. Um, oh no i do remember that a little bit i think yeah. Sarah said that? Sarah said oh, that. Oh, how funny. Yeah, she did. She... What made her think that it was going to happen that night? Well, she just wanted to make sure that I'm not spending oh, okay. time just being awake yeah, and just, okay. conserve my energy. So yeah, she, she kind of like lost me, which is great. I was out of it too. Um, well, you weren't not, no offense. This is an offensive thing. Like you weren't doing anything where you didn't, you didn't need to be awake at that time. Yeah. So yeah. like get your rest in. It's very critical. And I, I was yeah. supposed to be eating and drinking during this, but I'm like, it got so intense. I'm like, I even between the contractions, it was still like painful where it's usually a period of rest. Um, but I was so maybe focusing on it too much. I don't know, honestly. Well, it got much worse at the hospital. So anyway, uh, so, you know, the the contractions picked up like crazy and I'm like, this is, this is, this is insane. Um, and I know that contractions are the most crazy feeling you've ever felt painful, awful, blah, 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 Mm. fill in the blank. Not for everyone, by the way, especially if you do, you know, you educate yourself on this. A childbirth can be pain free, believe it or not. Anyway. Um, uh, so Sierra tried doing a sideline release because she thought the baby was in a wrong or like a certain position that was causing more pain. I couldn't even focus on that. I was like, so I'm on the edge of the bed facing out and Sierra's standing in front of me. I I lay my top leg off the bed to where it like releases something and it could have moved the baby, but it contractions were coming and I'm like flailing and squeezing the crap out of her leg. And I'm like, I can't even focus on this right now. Like, Mm -hmm. so, um, Yolandi was listening to the baby's heart rate and it was dipping down, like going really slow at the end of each contraction, it would take a little bit to come back up. And she was like, maybe you're dehydrated. So they gave me an IV and I didn't fix it. So that's, that's what started the whole something's going on thing. Like this is not, shouldn't be happening kind of a thing. 
Yeah. It wasn't an emergency per se, but it was still like, we need to keep our eye on this. Something's up. And that's when they told me to like, hey, try and inflate the pool. Uh, try to like hmm. fill it with water. I, had, I I woke up and started setting that up. Which is a whole process in and of itself. Them right? giving you an IV because they were trying to give uh, uh, giving you an, an IV one? for the uh, they, in the middle of you trying to finish the first one. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the first one, Yolanda is like, Yolanda and Sierra are both like, well, let's check how dilated you are. Yeah. And they wanted to check. So in the middle of them checking, I think they. They did end up checking, and yeah. you were one? No, it was two. Two, two centimeters. Which, you want to get to 10. Ugh. That's when, like, it's ready to push. or to I was, like, push. One, one thirty, one o'clock in the morning now. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. this is so out of my mind, painful, and insane. Um, how in the world am I only at two? And so I was like, it just my instinct told me something is wrong. Like, this is, something's not right. Like, I've watched a million natural at-home birth videos, and... I mean, you could argue that, oh, of course, I'm going to show you the best ones. I don't think so, because I have seen ones where the ladies are like, it's intense. And one lady started crying, was like, oh, just, I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, I was like, man, the way I'm reacting, I didn't see any of that. It didn't feel normal. Not that I've felt this before, but like, I just felt something was up, dude, straight up. So I'm like dying. And I told uh, Sierra, I'm like, I, I can't, I don't think I can do this. Like, I think I'd rather have a cesarean. She was like, whoa, like, you know, if you're doing the whole natural birthing route, the literal last thing that you would ever want to do is get a cesarean. Like a cesarean C-section is so incredibly invasive. It cuts through like multiple layers. The uh, healing is such a bitch, dude. Like it puts a serious hindrance on even caring for your baby, which is awful. Let me tell you, awful. Because you want to be there and like nurse normally and have milk come in at a normal time. It just chaos so it's wild to me that women schedule cesareans without even considering a natural birth i think women are really cheating themselves when they do that just because they it's so normalized to like just schedule your birth we'll start it jumpstart it for you which is mm -hmm. just literal opposite of a natural birth i just don't think that's right at all you're like cheating the process anyway so she was just like wow are you you know where is this coming from is this coming from fear and i was like no i just I don't know what I said, honestly, but I just, something was up. So I was like, we, we got to go to the hospital, which again, you know, for me to say, let's go to the hospital, something's up. Like, I'm telling you, I don't go through this whole natural, I want to do a natural birth thing and just to be like, never mind. No. Um, so yeah, I was I like, we got to, we got to fucking go. Pardon my French. I was like, we got to go now. I was like, I'm going to go half naked. I don't care. Don't mm -hmm. care about bringing anything. Cause you're supposed to, if you go to the hospital, just to have your hospital bag prepared um to bring with you just in case you go but i was like i'm not gonna go to the hospital cesarean never gonna happen to me both happened so i'm like yeah. we weren't prepared for that but he magically gathered all this stuff within like seconds i felt like not all of it it's like even even though it was 10 minutes for you it might have been seconds but for me it was 10 minutes of uh Grabbing panic <laughs> was trying to like run around and if we had some things assembled but not for a hospital bag more. Probably a recommendation have that stuff prepared in advance, even if you're not going to the yeah. hospital. Um, but it was, you know, like I would go from filling the pool and inflating everything to uh, just like stopping that in midway with like a whole bunch of stuff all over the place uh, to grabbing, grabbing the hospital. I guess basic clothing, not even basic clothing. Somehow I managed to get some baby clothing. Oh, yeah. Stuffed into that bag. Uh, some basics. Um, yeah. 
So that was a whole bunch of stuff that I, I missed out. I ended up going back oh. for for <laughs> that later. Okay. Not even the same night. It was like 24 hours later. But uh, yeah, we piled into the cars, or I guess me and you went together, mm -hmm. and we determined which hospital to go to. How was... do we know that in advance? I think we had it like. That was a I discussion. think Sierra would have. Sierra yeah. knew, and Yolanda kind of knew which one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and that's when they decided, like that, Yolanda will go with us, so but Sierra won't go. It was under my understand, or I understood uh, the whole midwife doula thing is like. All the videos I've watched is that the doula goes with you to the hospital. I mm -hmm. thought midwives weren't even allowed because the midwife is like a doctor. So why would you have two doctors at the hospital kind of a thing? So yeah. I'm out of it. And I see Sierra pull. We go this one way to the hospital, turn out of our neighborhood. She goes another way. And my, yeah. as out of it as I was, I was like, where's she going? I thought she was coming with us. So apparently Yolandi came to the hospital, which I'm like, didn't. I'd rather have Sierra. So again, I'm out of it. No control over that. It's just it is what it is. Um, again, I, I don't think Sierra's, I mean, I don't think um, Yolani's a bad person, obviously. It was just like, when she was here, I feel like she was sleepy and just like, not like, okay, we're here to do this. Like, it was just like, mm, doing my thing. Like, again, I, she's still professional, I'll, I'll still say that, but it was just very nonchalant. She was like groggy and sleepy, like. Not that she should be like freaking out by any means, but I feel like she wasn't taking it serious. I don't know how to put it, honestly, how to say it. And I feel like she wanted to get the F out of there. Like by the time she got to the hospital and she was there, she just seemed bored. Um, you know, she was rubbing my leg during contractions, but I just feel like she was just, it was, it didn't feel very personal. Hmm. Um, the not... doula component was missing at the hospital, but the midwife component was there, which is great because I didn't Yolani... need that though. I wanted you didn't a doula need that at the time. At so the, Sierra was also, yeah. oh gosh, a week before, or uh, maybe a couple days before, she was like, "Hey, just a heads up, I'm getting over a cough. I'm not really sick, but I, you know, just, I don't want you to be alerted. And if you're uncomfortable with that, Samantha can show up instead." And I was like, "It's fine, whatever, you know, no biggie." So I think she was kind of subconsciously wanting to tell me I'm sick. Uh, can you please have Samantha come instead? But I think she's such an overachiever in a good and bad way, maybe that she didn't pull herself out of the situation possibly. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, she was fine when she was here, but like, she left to go get rest, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, made, man. Yeah, she was And how would you have survived the, the entire... She would have tagged him off. I think she would have called Samantha anyway. But anyway. Which ended up happening. Samantha did end up tagging in. Yeah, but uh, a normal but like, she... hour. <laughs> On the middle of the night. Uh, it was like at 5, 6 a.m. That Samantha so, contacted me. Yeah, we got to the hospital and the drive there was hell because uh, I've always heard laboring in a car is terrible and it was definitely terrible. Like, I just remember like lifting my hips off the seat to like relieve it. The amount of hip pain that you feel with contractions is insane. Like there's nothing that compares to it because you'll never feel that unless you're having attractions it's wild mm. and sitting and makes it so much worse it was so horrible i remember rolling down the window and being like <gasps> and they're rolling back up <sighs> like immediately anyway we get there and it's just dude it, the contractions somehow get worse um i'm like sitting in the reception desk area where they're taking my it was er checking vitals and i'm <laughs> like i'm doing this like oh like face and there's this like uh glass with another lady's checking in <laughs> And I'm facing that glass behind it while they're checking me and stuff. And the lady's checking in, looking at me like her face was like. And then she that. did this. She just goes. And I was, I was like, cool. I felt like a like a, a zoo animal, like 
Yeah. Tapping on the glass. Look at this lady in labor. Ooh, it looks horrible. Um. Anyway, yeah. As as painful as it all was, I remember like kind of all of it. Yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. some stuff. So I feel like that took forever because everyone. It's like early in you know two. What time? It was three. Between three and three thirty. Yeah. Morning. So it's just everyone's chilling at the hospital. And I'm like dying, but they wheel me to a room finally. And um, you expected an epidural like oh, that moment. Sierra <laughs> was like, like, "Okay, oh, I'm ready for you, it. You'll be fine. The hospital will give you an epidural as, as soon as you get there." Because I was like, "I want an epidural." And so I get there, and it was not immediate at all. Uh, I don't know why she said that, honestly. But um, get me to the room, and they're just taking their sweet ass time. Um, the guy that was doing doing my blood draw. They have to like draw your blood to make sure you're not allergic to the epidural or something. They have to run, they draw your blood, go and run that blood and do these tests, which mm-hmm. take apparently over an hour to do, which is like hell on earth when you're having contractions and quote dying. The guy that was pulling the blood from me, like was like poking around and couldn't find the vein. And I was like, is this for real? Like, is this seriously happening? Like any, can anything else happen? That's going to delay the epidural, anything yeah. else? Like, let's just go. And uh, I apparently make people laugh when I say that the uh, guy that did that had a really nice butt. I think he was gay, but whatever. It was a, it was a nice butt. Because <laughs> when I'm laying on the bed, I can like see butts. That's what the angle I'm That's at. That's all you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it took forever. The epidural guy finally came. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And after that um, happened, it was wonderful. I could, you know, actually be like, whoa, hello. Well, how are you? Yeah, within about three to five minutes, you were actually like, able to talk to and us. And you have to sit the... up on the bed and be perfectly straight while they stick your back and put the epidural thing in. And I'm like leaning to the side, having contractions and you're like, you need to... You were writhing around. You were you were just going all over the place. Both <laughs> me and Yolanda had to like hold, hold on to because you were wailing. Yeah, man. Rough. So you had to stay still for some amount of time for that. And I was like, she was like, oh, admire her. I'm going to stick in my, like, I don't care. Like the amount of pain I'm having down here is, there's no way this is going to be the same. Don't I don't even hurt. feel it. I don't even feel it. I know that people are like, oh my God, freaky. The epidural needle is so thick. I'm like, what? I didn't feel anything. <clears throat> so the epidurals are quite frankly amazing. I know some natural birth women are like, absolutely not. But I'm like, dude, I totally get it. I don't judge any woman that wants it. Like at the same time, I feel like you should feel labor pains to experience it. Like not that you have to go through all of it, but I think you should feel it like, then get your epidural, even whatever. Um, so I'm like, cool, got the epidural. I'm not feeling the waves like at all. This is freaking miraculous. They put a catheter in. Um, they did a uh, dilation check again, and I was six centimeters. And I was like, sweet. I'm like, you feel the only way I'm knowing how to have a contraction is they have me, my belly hooked up with like the heart rate monitor hearing the baby. And they can, like, the, I guess the heart rate of the baby tells you the contraction is happening, I believe. Maybe my heart rate. I don't remember. But again, his heart rate was uh, still doing the dipping down thing. And it's freaky because the hospital room is so quiet. And the only thing you're hearing is that. That's also really nerve wracking, which maybe plays on my fear of like, Mm. never mind. Let's just get the cesarean. I don't know. Whatever. So they had a midwife come in and be like, listen. Hospital midwife. Yeah, hospital midwife. Um, You know, this heart rate thing with the baby is not something that gets better on its own. Um, So... It's looking like a cesarean. And I was like, at that point, I'm just like, I don't, this totally sucks. Uh, I think I probably started tearing up because yeah. I was like, at, before that happened, she said that I thought, oh, okay, cool. I got an epidural. Like we can still, I can still have the vaginal birth. Cause yeah. like, this yeah. is fine. But then 
they were saying that. And I was like, and you know, I confirmed with Yolandi because it's like the hospital staff saying that. I'm like, are they just saying that to push the cesarean crap? Because I know that they said they push cesareans with like every woman. Well, I don't know that every woman, but it's very common that they do unnecessary cesareans. Mm-hmm. So I basically looked over at Yolandi being like, is this legit? Like, and she's like, yeah, that's actually like Yolandi said that before the hospital midwife said that. So it's double confirmed. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like if the baby's heart rate is dipping down this much while I'm having contractions and I'm, I'm dilating and I haven't even gotten to 10 centimeters, then what is the heart rate of this baby going to be like when I'm actually pushing? Like, I don't think it's going to be any better, Like I don't want to risk putting this baby in any further stress. Like that's, you know, it's not, it's not an emergency cesarean, but it is like, I, I was like, sure. Like, I guess we got to do it. This sucks, but what are you going to do? So, you know, like they got me in the, what is that room called? Cesarean. Which room? It oh, doesn't matter. The, o- OR itself? Yeah, the, the, the OR room. They wheeled me in there pretty. Oh, yeah. Well, they gave me all this stuff to like help out with nausea. Oh, a crap ton of paperwork. Oh, no, that was the paperwork that I just signed before getting the epidural. And I'm like out of it and just chicken scratching. And at the last signature, I like did a whole, here's how I signed it. I went, because I was like, Ugh! Yeah, during a contraction just drew a line across the entire yeah. piece of paper that was your signature and made me do fingerprint stuff and i'm like who is is the government gonna have these fingerprints what is this yeah. anyway um so they wheeled me in the or room everything's very bright and hustle and bustle a lot of people in there they yeah. put my arms out like i'm being crucified you're not gonna be crucified they, they told me immediately you're not gonna be strapped down which um i'm in a facebook group which i'm not on wasn't facebook before i'm on it now it's like i'm gonna cares of cesarean support group and some women say that they do get strapped down and i was like oh lord they had they keep their oh, arms out to the side okay. yeah. i can't remember why um i didn't care i was like whatever um you know there's like these lights above me where i'm like mm, i can see my stomach like please tell me i'm not gonna be able to see that light reflection because <clears throat> i don't trust myself of looking away the whole time and not being tempted to look and see like my open cut belly and, and they're like oh yeah. They didn't even say. It. Well, anyway, they, they, they put there'll up, be a curtain. They put up yeah. the little curtain thing where I couldn't see it anymore. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, and so it was just stuff going on. Yolandi's there, and she was really excited because she's. I don't think she's ever seen. Yeah. By the way, they got clearance for her to be there. Usually, it's usually she was like, like "There's family. no way I'm going to be able to go uh, because she's never been allowed back in the OR room before." But she actually got clearance to go. And I just remember looking over, and she was while watching them cut me open and do, do all the stuff. She was like so fascinated looking over the curtain where you're like hell no i mean who would want to look it's insane well they told me to sit down in case i want i i looked oh, really? up briefly before they started and it was like right as the surgeon was about to go go to town i was like i'm gonna sit down now oh my gosh um before yeah. that he goes well i just pinched you and you didn't react so i think we're ready and i was like a pinch is your test <laughs> i think it's gonna be more than a pinch yeah um, you know, they were really nice. Whoever was above me, the nurse or whatever guy was really nice. And they were just all incredibly professional. And, um, you know, he was like, you're going to feel some pressure, blah, blah, blah. They, I hear like everything going on. I didn't feel a damn thing, which is great, obviously. Um, it smells like they have, they use like a burning thing. I don't feel the burning, but I can smell like skin burning. Mm. I think they cauterize something when they're uh, cutting it open or something. Um, so, you know, they feel, I feel like pulling sensations and I, it, it, I was like, it feels like Braveheart, you know, the scene in Braveheart, um, didn't feel like it, but I like, 
pain didn't feel like it, but the whole like pulling thing, uh, tugging. Apparently, my yeah. sister who had a cesarean said that something when maybe when they were taking the baby out, it felt like there was a horse like sitting on her chest. She's she was like it was horrible. Okay. So every woman goes through different, you know, I guess cesarean sensations as well. I didn't have that, thank God. It was like a breeze, technically. Um, so I told the nurses that were like above my head, like just comforting me or whatever. I was like, I don't want anyone in the room to announce the sex. Oh, by the way, we didn't know the sex the entire time. Mm. I don't want anyone to announce it um, except my husband. And they were like, they agreed and that was okay. So you explain what happened. Oh, they asked me if I wanted to take photos of it or if they want, they uh. wanted to take photos of it. So like I gave uh, the nurse the phone so she could like, Oh, I thought that was take you photos, photos over the oh, so you weren't looking. I looked over while she was taking photos because she probably knew that I was not going to be able to hold the phone steady. I looked over. It was a lot of work going on down there. And then I sat down again just to catch my breath. And then the surgeon, like, did another couple of yanks. And he was like, okay, husband, you ready to look? I was like, I stood up and I was like, there was a whole lot of mess down there. Um, And then I I looked and he was holding me a little sport over here and I'm like, don't say it I tell yeah people? so I, I looked i looked at it and i announced the sex and then they like quickly transferred him it's fine we just they transferred him uh yeah. to well he got to say it, it was amazing it was yeah. so touching he leaned over and was like it's a boy and i started bawling crying because the whole time i like before we even went to the ultrasound place I, I i i don't know something told me that i knew it was a boy you know there are some women that like instinctually just know mm-hmm. and it, it, at the time i'm like i don't know i feel like it's gonna be a boy but i don't know uh i will say i had crazy sexual dreams where i would orgasm in my dream and i've heard like literally um i've heard that that means you're having a boy mm-hmm. um there's other things that are like superstitious where i think they do check out um so my sister is like if you get more love handles you're having a girl i can't remember but mm-hmm. oi coffee pick him up yes like off screen you okay little man oh goodness gracious me is he okay does it look okay yes i say pick him up because you still you hear that here look some more hi (laughs) look at that i've had a little too much (laughs) oh my gosh babies baby uh let's see where was that uh oh telling him like what happened right after they pulled him out oh yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> spit up aisle aisle baby chest wow that was <laughs> damn it was good that's quite a projectile <laughs> it wasn't even projectile just it was a waterfall yeah okay it had, so... okay um Okay, so they transferred him over to the uh, like a cleanup station on the side, and they you know started cleaning him over. They wiped him down, started doing suction. Yeah, all I heard was uh, him crying. Well, first of all, they pulled him out, and it was an immediate yes, cry, and I was like, like huge <gasps> cry. Hearing that is just incredible. Like you always, you know, worry like, oh, is the baby breathing? Like, is it alive? And you hear a True. big cry, and I'm like, and then I hear right after that, it's a boy, and I'm like. Uh, I start crying immediately. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So I hear um, crying and they're like patting. So, so it's like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, like, they were patting him. Um, but why were they patting him? 
Well, they were trying to get a lot of fluid in his lungs. Um, in his he had uh, out. Yeah, they were trying to get stuff out, and they um, they noticed that when they were pulling him out, there was a, a bunch of meconium in the um, uh, inside of you as well. Yeah. So they suspected that he swallowed some of it, and so that's why they immediately took the uh, like a pump and they started like pumping that out. I think they pull, uh, pulled out about forty milliliters of meconium out of his stomach. So meconium is the first bowel movement that the baby has. It's supposed to have it later, but yeah. he had it inside of you. Uh, like, I feel like it's common point. though that that I, it's more common than you would think that babies have like have their. I guess it's called a bowel movement. Yeah. No. You know, their first uh, poo is like a really black, tarry, crazy, sticky substance. Um, yeah. And I saw some of the photos briefly, and it, it's like it was everywhere, like all inside. So they're like patting that out of him, trying to get it out. So they mm -hmm. uh, they brought him to my chest for like a second. I got to kiss him, and it was. And then he was whisked off, and I'm like, everything that I envisioned and dreamed about with natural birth is, you know, at home, natural, calm, not this chaos of anything happening or being yeah. cut open. I get to hold the, immediately have the baby to my chest, skin to skin, which is, all of this is like so important. I, maybe to other people, it's like, eh, it's not a big deal. My baby's fine. I never had any of that. Like, but to, to me, this was such a huge deal of like getting that first bonding and having the baby naturally root around and find your nipple and start breastfeeding like immediately doing the delayed cord clamping, which is where you let all the blood come out of you through the umbilical cord into the baby where once the cord starts turning white, then you cut it. I know hospitals cut it like after the first minute or something and they cut off all those nutrients yeah. and iron and you're just cutting off crazy nutrients to your baby. It's such a rushed thing. Uh, so they cut that like immediately the, the apparently the placenta I had, uh, the well, outside we'll, of it. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. But, um, okay. Yeah. They also notice because they do a like a assessment at that cleaning station oh, okay. immediately. Oh. So they do a check on him, like they check his vitals. They oh, check they, his, they do like a certain number thing. Yeah, they do. They check to see how much oxygen he's getting. So they put a little tester thing, and they notice that he his blood oxygen is pretty low. So they gave him oxygen right away. Um, mm -hmm. They weren't sure exactly why he was mm -hmm. he wasn't getting enough oxygen. Mm -hmm. um, they also flipped him on the side to get the rest of the meconium out. He had they to watch was... all this. Like I didn't get to watch any of this. Not that I would have wanted to. I think I would have died. Just watching a newborn baby that's so, um, you know, fragile and you know it's your baby. Mm -hmm. I can't. I just I can't believe that you watched all that go down and you kept her cool. That's insane to me. You were so brave. Honestly, um, I just, I'm blown away. I, you, I had to see even more. I think I was out of it, so I just was there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nurse was actually really nice because she was talking me through exactly what they're doing. So they're going at the speed of light. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, there's a lot of people four, in there. Four nurses around him. Doing By the way, things. this is at St. David's um, on Mopac Parkway. I can't speak enough of um, positive stuff about seeing the experience. Honestly, I know a lot of people can have... A lot of women can have horrible hospital experiences with bad nurses, like uh, my friend Ashley did. Um, and I, the nurses were great. Like, I have no gripes about that hospital experience. It was actually wonderful, uh, which shocked me. It really shattered a lot of uh, judgments I had about the hospital. In and in a, I thought that was great that it mm -hmm. broke my, oh, hospitals always push this and they always do this and they're terrible. I'm like, that's not true at all. I'm glad I got to go through that and experience and. It also gave me crazy sympathy for women that 
you know, choose a hospital. Cause of course I hate to say this, but I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the natural thing. I'm better than you. But I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't judge a woman at all anymore. Like I totally get it. Every birth's so different. You know, even if you want to do your own cesarean thing, I don't agree with that, but it, it's your own choice, dude. Like it's fine. If it's easier you for scheduled you. Scheduled cesarean. Yeah. What did I say? Your own cesarean. Like, yeah. Some well, of them, I guess some of them are emergency. Some of them are not planned, but scheduled ones. Are, I was like, a lot of them are because know. women are, are terrified are literally because True. they're terrified. Which anyway, um, so where did we leave off? Uh, so after they did the checks, they, uh, you know, they said that we definitely need to monitor him in NICU. So that's why they, the NICU staff came over, transferred him over and I went with them. So that's where I... Did you know what Nikki was when they said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, before they left, they want to make sure that they took some photos with you. Oh, and they yeah. brought him, That's when they brought him over, too. Yeah. Um, they weren't really sure at the time exactly what was going on with him. Because the blood oxygen was low, and that's the only thing they could measure at the time. Interesting. So they... Oh, okay. That's one of one reason they had to go, take him into the NICU and hook him up to the... Um, See what's going on. Time it was a CPAP still. Oh, okay. First off, it was a CPAP. So they what is CPAP? A little like oxygen machine. It's just a little mask. It's not a full mask, but it just still goes over your nose and provides. When some you oxygen. see the baby, when you're when you see your beautiful little baby, newborn baby, all hosed up and stuff on its it's it devastating, dude. Well, they didn't. I, they presented him to you for the first time without any of that. Well, yeah, but he was about to. <laughs> when they took him oh, to really? the yeah, because when you put it on there. Yeah, when they got to NICU, the uh, the CPAP thing was the first thing. Oh no, I thought you meant they did it in the OR. No, no, they didn't have the gear yet. Yeah, they had a little oxygen thing that provided it to him, but it wasn't a formal CPAP thing. Yeah. Um, at NICU. Um. Well, they will. They separated me and the uh, my baby. Uh, they took me to like this recovery room somewhere in the hospital. Um. Uh, and you went to NICU. We were separated. Yeah, NICU. I'm so out of it though. I'm not really devastated. I'm just like, whatever, cool. Like, obviously, afterwards, I'm like devastated. It start coming too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like as a at the time, know. you weren't even worried about that. So, what um, did you see in the NICU when I was so getting in that the, room, just chilling? We went a few floor, a few floors oh, that's down. When, hold on, that's when uh, um, Yolandi like tag teamed out and was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go now, and Samantha's gonna take over. And I was like, thank you. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Um, I followed the staff to NICU. They put on the uh, CPAP machine. They put on the uh, little tube that goes into his stomach. Mm. Uh, that was mainly for to get any of the residual meconium um, out. And yeah. uh, they That's also cool. asked me how I would like to get him uh, intubated, I guess, uh, for food. Mm. So there was two options. One is through the belly button, uh, through the umbilical cord, mm -hmm. and the other one was to actually have like a feeding tube. Uh, we went with the umbilical cord because it was still attached, um, mm. and it allowed him to have one less tubes yeah. in his stomach. But at the same um, time, it's like very serious thing. Like it's a serious procedure that uh, when I wound up trying to breastfeed with them, like they were like real. Some of them were like not okay with me even breastfeeding him at that time because that if that thing came jostled out of the umbilical cord area it's like it's very serious like yeah. it's really bad if it gets dislodged or something again it's like literally a tube coming out of the baby's belly button to yeah. these machines but it's it's easier to provide the nutrition to yeah, it's more immediate that. Um, obviously they weren't able to get one of the 
tubes for the um, one of the tubes ends, but the one that mattered, which is the one that provided him with uh, food, the IV was actually successful. So, but of course, the only thing I was able to say is like, yes, please do that. They yes. didn't. I wasn't there to see them insert that because they had to. It, we had a separate room uh, for him, but uh, they asked me to like leave the room and uh, because not only me, but all the, also like half of the nurses had to leave the room so they could do a sterile uh, operation mm. to insert it. Yeah. Um, like that room was sealed off. They sterilized the entire uh, room. It seems like that was a new procedure that they recently started kind of doing that. I'm not sure. Anyway. I don't know, but it was it was very useful because it was immediate uh, nutrition for him. Yeah. Um, but one thing that they did also is they did a an X-ray or an ultrasound. Oh, I can't I remember. Well, they did one or the other uh, to figure out why he was not getting enough oxygen. Also, they noticed that he was breathing uh, using his abdominal muscles instead of his rib cage. Oh, wow. um, and after they did the, pretty sure it was an X-ray. They found out that he had um, pocket of air that was surrounding one of his lungs. And that caused um, the heart and the other lung to be pushed over to yeah. the side. Um, so the at the time they didn't know, but um, it looks like what happened is because he swallowed some meconium, some of it went into his belly, into his stomach, and some of them may have some of them may have uh, coated his uh, one of his uh, lobes in the lung. He's looking at the baby right now while he's describing um, it. Yes. Um, and then um, when he was delivered in the OR, his first gasp of air, he decided to breathe really openly and fully. Mm -hmm. And he, he only inflated one of the lungs and not the other. And the one that he did inflate with oxygen, he gasped too much air in it. Yes, you did. Uh, which caused uh, the lung to Pop develop out. these little punctures where the air goes into the lung, out through those punctures, and then starts surrounding the pocket. So sure. that that caused them some discomfort. So immediately when they did, after the x-ray, they poked a needle in it and uh, removed some of the air around it. And that gave them- Poked a needle in his chest? Yes. Dang. The temporary. They said that there was no need for a permanent needle for a- Where sometimes, was it? Uh, there's no way I could have watched have been, Did you watch him do that? No, oh, like, because Dude. they had to make sure that that was a sterile procedure also. So oh, they removed no the oxygen and immediately he got a lot of color in his, the rest of his body. Um, and his oxygen saturation went up to 75%, which was great. Yeah. Um, so Oof. at the time I went to see you, I went to see you in recovery room while they were doing that. That's when I got to see the placenta uh, in the bag <laughs> in a station. Because I was like, can you double check that we can't take the placenta home and do the uh, uh, encapsulation? And the lady, one of the ladies is like, you know what? Maybe we can. Let's try. But then the lady in the room was like, nope, we can't. They were like, we had to send it off to cut a piece of it off to test the placenta to like, Find out, but not find out what it is. It's so bizarre. Like, mm -hmm. he said there was an infection. He said he could smell it. I don't know how you can smell it over meconium, but I guess you can. Um, so that was kind of weird. Well, I don't know. Like, we never got confirmation, like, what it was to this day. Uh, we were just told it was an infection. Like, what kind of infection? I don't know. Like, I looked up what they said it was. Uh, something amniotic. 
Yeah, I forgot. I wrote it down, but I looked it up what they said I it was, and I had none of those side effects or symptoms. And I'm like, not that I'm thinking about a hospital lie about that, and I, I trust them, but it's just a lot of unanswered questions. Like, what what was that? Like, it's just all I know is an infection outside of the placenta, which I think is what caused the crazy, awful contractions. Yeah. <clears throat> um, confirm that. Uh, we got a. I think one of the nurses said that they got the results, and the only thing they was they were able to see uh, is the outer lining of the placenta was inflamed. Signs of early infection, and your next uh, symptom was likely to be fever. fever yeah, which is um, obviously infection stuff. So I think that's definitely what caused the, you know, there's no, there's nothing to me for me to compare it by. Like I've only had contractions once, and I had somebody. Of course, when you things don't go to plan. During the whole childbirth thing, you start questioning yourself, like, am I a, at least I was like, am I a wuss? Was I not able to handle it? Was the fact that I was not settling into the contractions and waves contributing to my baby's heart rate dipping? Like, was this my fault? It's a lot of like, did I mess up thing? Um, you know, I don't think so. I think, uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know that like, I just felt like a failure, dude. It totally no. sucked. I really... Like the whole postpartum depression thing, like I totally get that. I was in a bad place afterwards. Like I never knew that you go through crazy hormones <clears throat> after you give birth. I struggled calling it giving birth too because it didn't wasn't giving birth. It was just pulled out of me. But the amount of uh, emotions you go through is freaking insane. Like everything feels very serious and end of the worldy and just it's wild, dude. It is wild. I'm just like. You know, women that go through it or, or, or will be going through it, like, you're you're not alone. Like, hold out. You're fine. It's just, it's normal. It's just a lot of stuff I was never told about childbirth um, happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I think we're getting too much detail. It might be boring, but. um, Samantha came and she was super helpful and brought you a sandwich. And I was like, oh, I want to eat, but I couldn't eat or something. Oh, I can only have, like, like a liquid yeah. diet. Uh, she brought gummy bears, too, that I still have. Um. Then they wheeled me to the like actual hospital room. Yeah. By the way, we had an awesome hospital room. It was like the corner unit. And it was huge, and I like wound yeah. up loving that room. Like it was just it, him and I working together on like yeah. the whole NICU thing. Which every three hours, okay. First off, we were upstairs. Um, apparently, the normal recovery rooms were on the same level as the NICU, but we we were like in the overflow rooms. I'm like yeah. this other unit. It's not even close childbirth. It was like the section we were in had nothing to do with childbirth. Um, uh, so we had to like every three hours we had to go down to the NICU, go downstairs. It's so it's like a maze. This whole hospital is like a freaking labyrinth. I kid you not. <clears throat> so we get to the NICU, you know, for every three hours to do what's called touch time, where they do like procedural stuff where. If I want to do breastfeeding, that's the time I have to go because you don't want to interrupt the baby too much with like touching and getting them off the table or whatever. To you just want to leave them alone, like um, so. Like when they're maneuvering around them and doing procedural stuff, which isn't like serious stuff, just checking on them and stuff. That's the time for me to go and do breastfeeding if I wanted to, and uh, uh, skin to skin, which is really important to get your milk supply going as well. So every three hours. Throughout the night and day, you were going down to NICU, um, and you're like, we're like tracking the colostrum, how much I'm pulling out. Like, <laughs> I have to get that delivered to them. So after we after we do the touch time, after you do the, I work 
the time you weren't really breastfeeding, but you were at least trying to. Oh, because he was so sleepy. And I've heard after you get an yeah. epidural, babies are really sleepy and it's really hard to uh, breastfeed. I think, I guess, after uh, cesareans. I don't know if it's because of epidural. I think it's epidural and cesarean. Um, so my milk supply was insanely delayed. Like, I, I just thought all this was going to go fine. Like, okay, this all sucked and didn't work out. And I'm like, oh, sure, the breastfeeding is going to be fine. Like, that's the most natural thing on the planet. Nope. Um, like my, my milk was like a week late. Um, we had like a million lactation consultants come in and help us out. Um, there's like a million people that pop into your room when you're recovering in your hospital room. Like it feels endless, like just random people, uh, not even nurses, but just like lactation consultants and like some, some midwife lady just talking about anything and everything. And I'm like, where am I? Who are you? What? And I don't retain any of this information, by the way. It's kind of weird that they even come in. I'm like, what? what's the point? I don't remember any of it. Um, so like, if you have any issues with uh, breastfeeding, con contact us later. You get, I get home and I'm like, how do I contact them? There's no information. None of them list any contact information. <laughs> none. Like not even the doctor's number or any, like if I had an issue with like, I don't know, healing, anything. there's no number for me to call, which I had issues with healing. Let me tell you. Um, if you need a break, by the way, like, let me know. I can get like water or something. Okay. Um, so where, where do I go with that? Oh, the room recovery. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that was obviously exhausting and he would wheel me around in the wheelchair because, you know, the whole healing thing from cesarean is insane. <clears throat> I know women have issues with, uh, having the epidural and like walking afterwards, but I wasn't bad at all. Like, the nurse was like, wow, you're, you know, impressive. Um, it, it, it it does feel kind of numb, like getting up to walk and you have to go really slow. Everything is like really slow where I feel like the world around me, everyone was like on crack and moving really fast. And I'm just like, what? Like, I think it's also the drugs too. I was on Oxy, uh, Codone, which the, the, the nickname is Roxy, which I thought was like the street term. I don't know. Anyway. So I'm like, give me the highest. Cause you can do five or 10 something. And I was like 10. Dosage, and you're yeah. supposed to get 10 unless you're like Every time the nurse comes in, like, what's your pain level? And I'm like, I always was like, it's higher than, because I don't want them to not take me seriously. So I would say it's higher than what I maybe thought it was, but whatever. Because um, like, I don't want to feel any pain. So give me the mm -hmm. give me the highest, damn it. Which also makes you really sleepy. Um, so yeah, we would go down and do the touch time, and that routine was brutal. Yeah. So you were in the hospital in total for four days. Four days, and he was in NICU for five days. Yeah. So over those four days, I think those were the like slowest four days. It was like a slog to try to get to every feed every three hours because it's keep touch time. Some water. Yeah, it was touch time, and then you would spend an hour there, and then if you're pumping, that's another thirty minutes. If you're pumping there, then we'd come back to our room. So traveling there and back as a round trip is another thirty minutes. That would leave us about an hour in our room. And then, yeah, we would usually spend either eating and then 30 minutes worth of sleep. So that routine would repeat for four days. Um, I, I think that definitely not unexpected behavior. <laughs> I didn't expect to uh, sit, sit or sleep through that. I don't even know what state I was in uh, going through that. Um, but, um, it was, we kind of got a handle on it, but at the same time we didn't, cause it was like, we were 
getting less and less we're getting less and less um energy so by the fourth day i think i picked up a cold or something by the morning of the fourth day i picked up a cold or what ended okay. up being a uh strep throat um and I had strep to, it felt like it it was like razor blades on the back of my throat um so this is more crap that was thrown at us so i'll explain yeah. in a second so day four we know push day four we know we're gonna check out by the end of day four and then the morning i'm of like day yay four, it's the last day Woo! i i picked that up and i have to go i have to leave because well, i didn't want to get anybody else sick um, he was like writing down the whole colostrum numbers that we send to the nicu that they give our baby which helps out immensely um with like just antibodies and whatnot and he's filling out the paperwork and you thought you were sick because you were already wearing a mask Remember? And I was telling you, I was like, I feel sick. <laughs> and I saw his eye was like inflamed or just like blown up. And I was like, because oh, you sneeze. And I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. You're actually sick. Yes. You cannot be going to nick you. No, there's no way you're, I would pass the test. I was like, you, yeah. you're not allowed in there. So then I was like, I was, I freaked out because I was like, you know, he is my rock the entire time. We've been doing this awesome tag team effort, making each other laugh and I was like, dude, the last day he had to go check into a hospital. I mean, not hospital. God. A, no, no, hotel. A hotel to like recover. Because I and, couldn't go home because your parents were saying, oh, I didn't want to get them sick. Oh my God, I didn't even realize so that. So that's why I checked Plus, into the hospital, hotel. Hotel nearby. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he recovered in a hotel. And I was like, I, I freaked out. Um, being like, oh my God, like, I can't do this on my own. Like, how do you even yeah. wash the breast pump parts? And like, it was just a lot of stuff that. He was doing so much and um, I felt so alone. My parents weren't there for me. And, and you know, it was like, I was like, I was wigging out. Plus it's all the hormones going on. Like I'm not being rational. Um, so I finally, I was like, suck it up as I was, he, he left and I was like crying to myself. It just felt really devastating. Again, the hormones, I can't emphasize enough how devastating things feel with all the hormones that going on. So I was like, you know, suck it up. There's nothing you can do. I was like praying, listening to, you know, Christian music, and I was like, all right, there's nothing, no choice I have, but I just had to do this all myself. So, um, uh, it was wonderful. I had two ladies from a small group come in that day and like just hear me out. And it's having like family drama, which was like so much more crap adding at you know, adding to my mental state, which also does not help your milk to come in when you're having when you're stressed out, your milk is going to be affected. Okay, yeah. like you can't be shouldn't be crying, and I'm not saying hold back your emotions, but like. I don't know. I was like wailing, crying, and this like lady came in, was like slowly handing me these tissues, and oh, I was nurse. like, and I told her all this stuff about my family not or like being there for me, and mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just interesting and funny, but uh, she's like, "Are you okay?" Anyway, uh, you know, while just so much stress going on, dude. Like none of this went to plan. Add family stress. Add my husband leaving the last day, and I feel super alone add on my baby's in the freaking NICU. Just, it was, everything came crashing down. Um, so yeah, the ladies from a small group were wonderful and they brought like, they went and got me food and like brought, uh, not balloons, but like flowers and just were so helpful. Like mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Whereas my mom would just want to sit there and gossip and not help at all. Anyway. Um, hashtag family. Yes. Um, so I checked out that evening and my friend Jessica helped me clear my room and get packed up and ready to go. And it was like bittersweet leaving just because it was 
Like the whole experience was not what I wanted, but I, I like weirdly enjoyed it. It was You're, like a total, yeah. we like bonded like crazy. Like it, it was such a wonderful experience. We saw God work so many miracles. Like I had a moment where like they were during the touch time, they were like working on him. Oh, we came into the room and she was like, the nurse was kind of frantic in the NICU room he was in and, and, and was like, oh my God, he uh, spit up blood. And she was like, she said, it was, I remember she said it was like red blood, like new blood. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, it's something new is going on. I was like, oh. so I thought we were progressing and everything was going fine. And then we heard that and I was like, um, what? So of course, like they're doing procedures on him and they're like, you can't breastfeed right now because we have to figure out what's going on. And yeah. I'm like, I started breaking down crying in the room because it just was, seeing him like that was just awful. So I'm like, we, I prayed out loud and uh, I swear to you that day, like, all these issues that were going on with our child like were lifted they were like oh yeah. this cleared out this is fine this is fine we could take him off this and i was it was yeah. just such a clear example of god working absolute miracles like undeniably so it was so obvious to me that that was god's hand at that it was mind-blowing and just so humbling and wonderful to see god work through this entire process and i really firmly believe that God had us go through such trials like this to um, see him move and work. Is he, is he, what's going on? Mm. Wailing? Maybe giving to Larissa? I don't know. Mm. Anyhow. Um, um, where else am I going with this? Let's see. Oh, I mean, yeah, he still had one more day at the time. So you, ch you actually checked out. I was able to pick oh. you up, but you checked out like right as Austin area is, is trying to deal with like a cold snap. Oh, was, this like, was like freezing cold. Got really cold in Austin. Like, I mean, cold, cold front, like crazy. It's like below freezing yeah. for four days. But um, insane. he was progressing, actually, you made a point. He was progressing well. Like he mm -hmm. was on CPAP for two days. Then he, they switched to a little like tube. Uh, the air around his lung was like reducing in size. He was getting... Uh, less white blood cell count. He was getting more sugar. His uh, blood sugar was getting better. Um, then they took off the little like tiny tube. So he was breathing on his own. Um, he was down to just the um, IV in his belly. Yeah. Like, you know, everything was else was taken was out by day four. It's exciting to get to that point where um, you're like, it's almost really time to go home. Yeah. They had to start him on formula, which is also devastating to me. Um, mm. you know, there's just so many things that like, I would have never dreamed that I had to do that, but like you just gotta roll with it and be like, you know, I'm not comfortable with this, but I know it's what we gotta do to get him out of the NICU. And hospitals always push formula on babies, like no matter what. So I'm like, just just roll with it if that happens to you. Like, just know that when you get home, you don't have to do the formula, like whatever happens. We didn't. We, we're still no. on formula. Uh, we supplement half and half, kind of actually we less formula now, but yes. <laughs> um. So let's. Kind of fast forward some here. I'm like, it's almost well, hours. after you, after we checked out, we we had enough. Uh, we had enough of your milk build that so we didn't have to come back to the hospital like at oh. three a.m. and at six a.m. or something like that, or midnight and three. So we rest. Rest. We found out that we had no hot water because the pipes were frozen. Uh, for power sure, we had out. power. Yeah, it was insane. Um, we get, we're driving home. We're like, oh my God, all the lights are out in our city that we're in. And I'm like, um, are you serious? This as well? Come on, man. We can't get your break. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank God our neighborhood lights and stuff were on. Thank God. 
We checked out, spent the night, we came back that morning. And so like Friday is essentially the entire day we spent living out of the car because we couldn't go back home because we have a three hour. We could, but it's too far. It's not worth it. It's like you go there for a feed, let's say at nine o'clock and it takes you an hour to do the feed. And then you get out at 10 and then it takes us, what, 30 minutes round trip to get home and back. So we'd be here for maybe an hour at most. So it was not practical to come back here. So we ended up living out of the car for that day until evening when he got checked out out of the NICU. Um, yeah, so you'd go in, I, I would go shopping for food. Yep. And when you'd come back out, you would eat and then you would sleep and then you got back in. It was brutal. Yeah. Insane. I remember, I remember, but it was nuts. All during the cold. <clears throat> so of course frigid. it's going to affect, yeah, it's going to affect my milk supply. <clears throat> it was nuts. So whatever, all I cared about is getting him out of there. And, um, yeah. so last day he still couldn't, you know, go because of his, uh, being sick. You know, so in the evening, they we got the green light to go home, which is wonderful, marvelous. Yeah. I guess they, what was the last thing that they he got to get off? Making of? sure that he gets enough food. Oh, his sugar, blood sugar, blood sugar, and yeah, he can formally eat from formula at least. Get yeah, enough which formula. Is not, I'm like, I'm not a fan of American formula. It's garbage, crap. I think it's what gives your kids like half the allergies and sicknesses. Just not a fan of American formula. So we wound up, we're still supplementing with uh, a German formula that's definitely more expensive, but I think it's still worth it. I'd rather trust anything yeah. outside of America because the standards for formula or food in general here in America sucks ass. So if the formula is somehow does not need to be refrigerated and it has a perfect, like you can keep it outside of the fridge forever. Like I that have a problem weird. with that. that like weird. what kind of formula that is, is really this? weird. Because the, the formula that we mix, you know, the powder stuff, it's supposed to only be out for like an hour, but the stuff that's already like a liquid form that they give you for free from the hospital, it doesn't it doesn't go bad. I'm like, what? And it has years of expiration time. I just I'm like I've I've known that, that formula that was brands like Infamil and uh what's the other one? There's another one. Just the ones that are like mainstream, like do not trust. No, Hell the one no. that we have? Yeah. Similac? Oh yeah. I'm like, I, obviously, it was just painful to watch them put that crap in my baby's body, too. You don't uh, really have a choice in the, no. in the hospital. It's like, that was a downside. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got to take our baby home, and it was marvelous. It, the schedule was much better. We, I mean, we still try to stick around to feeding him frequently, but until we saw the lactation consultant, we didn't really know what we were doing. Oh, yeah, my pure delivery <laughs> shout-out. They're amazing. Uh, so we got to look, go to a local lactation consultant and they helped us out with like everything. Like, you know, cause obviously like, I was, I was pumping like once a day, which is insane to, to keep up your uh, milk supply. You got to pump like eight times a day. Um, it's, it's intense. And uh, yeah. we were doing triple feedings, which is also very intense and a labor of love. We're waking up every three hours to, you know, I put them on the breast, both one breast, two minutes, one breast, another 10 minutes. Give it the baby to him to do the uh, um, bottle. Like um, the previous session of pumping, I give him my breast milk and then some other uh, supplementing with formula. And then I pump for you know the next session just to also keep my supply up. Yeah. Oh, the whole breast pump story. When I came home that one evening, um, when uh, he was still in the NICU, I tried to pump to get some colostrum or something or get the milk going. 
The motif Luna that I had gotten free through insurance, which is great, did, produced nothing. Meanwhile, I'm using Medela Symphony at the hospital, which was great for me, um, where I was actually getting stuff out. But the so I was everything felt devastating, like nothing was working. So we wound up buying. I don't know why this is important, but I wound up buying a used uh, Medela Symphony yeah. that they use in the hospital. It's two grand. Well, we didn't pay two grand. No, we got to use one. one on eBay for seven hundred dollars. Still crazy expensive, and I was like, "This is I do not blow money like that like, ever." But I was like, "I'm desperate," and like yeah. you, you get used to the hospital one. I wound up falling in love with it. I freaking love it. Like <clears throat> the, I'm able to produce milk now with Motif Luna, but like the Medela is still top tier, like Cadillac, not Cadillac, Mercedes. No, what is Lamborghini level of I like guess. breast yeah. pumps, dude? For me personally, like the ease at which. It's compact, and there's so many things I love about it. It's well built. I could do a whole video about that alone. But well built, good plastics. I mean, it's it always seems men sturdy. that invent and are great at like women's stuff. Like it's a dude that invented that. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, <coughs> milk supply took forever to come in. Um. I still don't think it's. I'm not. I'm not pumping enough. You know, it's still not. I don't know. I was hoping to do exclusively like breastfed, which is or like milk. Breast milk only, but that's not happening. It is what it is. Like more stuff I'm uncomfortable with and I thought would be going a different way, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think God is just uh, putting me out of my comfort zone, but like in good ways because it has me grow as a person. Yeah. That, that challenge started when you went into labor. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Everything up until then was smooth sailing. And then from that point on, everything. it's like you try to plan Crashed for everything. Down. It's yeah. like, no. Not, not nothing. I don't think a single thing that we try to plan, even after the things are happening, we're still pl try to plan, and even those things don't come yeah. together. Which also had me super depressed. Right, I feel like a total failure. And uh, Samantha came for like a couple hours, and I'm still having family drama at the time. Ugh, go to that. Whole it was story. like a week after discharge. She was wonderful, yeah. and she helped me like, like stuff that I didn't know what would be beneficial, like getting a pumping bra. Um, I took a nap for like the first time as she held the baby, which was marvelous. Um, she just kind of like eased my brain and was an emotional support person for me. She was there to like listen yeah. to me and I don't know. She was great. But and it settled you so down because you mm -hmm. still had a lot of anxiety and she actually like take you to calm down for yeah. a moment, yep. not so be frantic, not be so frantic mm -hmm. and like do one thing at a time. Like schedule this, purchase that. And be, she was calm the entire time, you know, obviously. Yeah. That, those, which helps me out. It doesn't add to my stress. It was very useful. Like, it was it, awesome. Um, it's Love the it. kind of presence that you need. I think you need a really it. critical time in your yeah. life that I'll never forget. Like, I will never forget. What is that Maya Angelou quote? It's like, you, you'll, you'll never, you won't remember what the people said to you. You won't remember something where they gave you, but you'll always remember how they made, the, made you feel. It's a great quote, and I definitely like that. Definitely played out where like I would never forget how wonderful my two small group ladies were that came to the hospital. Like yeah. they were just, yeah. it's like my family couldn't be there for me emotionally, or even like helping out with the stuff in the hospital or even at home here. But um, like I got to see the hands and feet of Jesus, as I put it, mm -hmm. with my small group people coming in and like being there for me when my own family couldn't be there for me. So again, it was more displays of like, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have seen how God could bless me in those ways if I didn't go through all this. So they didn't have my family be crappy or even be in the hospital. 
if it didn't have all this stuff happen, X, 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 you know, A to B, B to C, whatever, yeah. then I wouldn't have seen God's glory and like just um, total blessings happen. So it's, I think all this stuff happened for an absolute purpose. Um, it, I think it only, not even, I think I, it adds to my testimony of my life of God really showing himself. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a wonderful Bible verse that like, I forgot it's called God shows God works his best, like during your weakness. And it's so true because like if you're living your life um, very comfortable and you don't have any issues going on, uh, you know, if if, I, if this was all happened just normal, you know, I maybe wouldn't have seen God work so much and I wouldn't have had to rely on him and, re- and rely on prayer and seen those prayers be answered. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen I wouldn't have been blessed and touched and um in uh, so many ways. So I, I feel like I would have been missing out. So I think God definitely had me go through these, this uh, troublesome times too. So he could show himself and not really test me to see if I rely on him, but maybe it was, I don't know. Cause I don't like to put it like God's testing everyone, but you know, I think that when you start relying on God in dire situations, that's when he's like, all right, I'm you're calling on me. Like, let's go. Like I'm telling you, once you rely on God, especially in, in your worst times, that's when he really shines. Um, Cause I just feel like, I don't know. It's in the Bible. Like, it's just, all this stuff is like, so I know it probably sounds hokey to people that don't believe and I get it. Cause it's just like, wow, you sound crazy or whatever. But I'm like, dude, once you start reading Bible verses and you like start actually having like a mustard seed of faith, which is also in the Bible, all you, all God needs out of you for him to work in your life is literally the smallest amount of faith in him. It's also in the Bible. It's called like mustard seed of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I don't know what's going with that other than uh, it's all so biblical. Like so many Bible verses were, are still applicable to my life. It's just once you start reading the Bible for yourself, um, you start understanding life more and start life starts making a lot more sense. And it's much more of a, a relief making sense out of life. Cause a lot of times you're like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what the, you just kind of float, especially if you're not living with God. Like, it's just, I don't know how, you don't know how much you're, you don't know how much you're missing when you don't have God in your life. Cause I think a lot of people cope and they're like, Oh, I'm fine. Like I'm successful. I'm have this and this, my life is awesome. But like, I think, you just don't realize what a life with God is until you start living a life with them. And it's just so different. I, I, I'm not trying to say it to be like, oh, I'm better than anyone, but it's so beneficial. Like I'm t- such a different person from when I was in California to now, obviously I'm mm-hmm. God tangent here, but I usually do that at the end of the episodes. Yeah. It's good. Good yeah. talk. I think that covers it. There's a lot of it. There's so much more I could yeah. say. And if there's if you have any questions, leave right. them in the comments below. I, I, sh- I need to implement that in my episodes where I'm oh. like in the middle of it, say, leave a comment below. Oh, well, I'm sure so people th- have a lot of questions about what we're covering. Yeah. If you got to yeah. this point, that's what I mean. Like, at, say that yeah. before you get to the end. Um, yeah. I hope that I feel like it wasn't, I feel like it was boring, but I don't know. Um, it's a story. They yeah. don't have to be all exciting. It's just these things happen and. If it helps somebody to not feel alone, that, yeah. that you know, messy things happen when you least expect it. Exactly. And if it helps somebody to live through their life, then it's great. Yeah. Um, like I'm missing, I'm leaving out so much stuff. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, yeah. 
anyway, you know, thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, you know, if you all have any issues or uh, going through your own labor or any questions about, you know, hypnobirthing or whatnot, you can hit me up. Where? I'm like, oh my God, I still have my right. subscribe star. I still have my subscribe star. Okay. .com forward slash distorted lens, which I haven't updated. So you could just, uh, you know, support me there and not care about the updates. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, like, anyway, I miss doing this, but having a baby is obviously a priority. And I feel bad for like not being around him for school for two hours. But anywho, uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say? No. Um, thank you for listening. Like, we're tired. We're just like, what? Where am I? <laughs> we're less tired than we were. Yeah, for real. Okay. Uh, see you later, party peoples. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.